Hey, and welcome back to the shift show guys. First of all, going to start off with a humongous amount of gratitude. Um, the first podcast is very vulnerable and the response was absolutely incredible. And while I told you, I wasn't doing it for applause. It was really nice to hear the support that I have and the people I have in my corner. But what was really nice is I did receive a lot of emails about people sharing their own struggles and it brought us together. And to be able to know that my words were able to give other people words and encouragement to be able to go and to face their heard, that's, that's the exact reason I put out the podcast. So I want to thank you for sending me messages. Guys, make sure that you're subscribed and that you follow me on all the social platforms for new and exciting things that are coming up with the shift show, because we will have some amazing guests on here and some topics that I'm hoping will help you lean into your shift and to be able to help you along your journey. Now, one of the things um, I got a lot of questions about was how did I do it? How did I face my heart and tell the man I had been with for 12 years and had two beautiful children with that I was gay um, and that this was our new norm and that we would be starting over in separate spaces and things like that. And the reality is there is no cookie cutter, right? Everybody's journey is going to be unique to them. Everybody is at a different level of awareness. There is something. So as I thought about it, because I felt a responsibility to have some kind of uh, suggestions for those of you that do have goals and you have, whether it's a life goal or something of a task goal, there are some things that you can do, some strategies, some properties, I guess, um, that you can apply to everything that you do that can help you get towards that goal. Now, I don't know if you um, have heard the whole saying, success is 5% strategy and 95% mindset. I'm not sure who said it, but it's so true because mindset is what's going to carry you through. It's going to, what's going to help you be, have that grit and, and have the perseverance. And my mindset, as dark as that my days were, as I went through my awakening and my transition, my mindset, I always kept telling myself that I deserved happiness, that it was coming. And so I, what I, this whole podcast today is not going to be about mindset because where I'm going with that is mindset has to evolve. I can't sit down and in our little bit of time together, help your mindset completely shift. But what I am hoping is to be able to help you have little aha moments that do help you evolve and shift into a higher level of consciousness about an awareness of what it is that you want. So before I get started into the strategy piece, uh, the categories that I think can help you move forward, I do want to talk about the mind because it is the blanket that guides our speed into which we go forward. Um, I need you to be intentional with what you allow to come into your mind, what allows, what goes into your ears, what are you watching, what are you telling yourself? And I want to give mindset a little spotlight on today's show because mindset really is everything. Now, I'm a science person. I've got my degree on the wall. I've got a science degree. And I love studying things or reading studies about the brain because it's just an amazing, intricate thing. I mean, there's only 5% of it that we actually use, which is interesting that 5% of success is strategy. Uh, there's 95% that hasn't really been discovered. Um, but back to this recent study that I was looking at about how many thoughts we have a day. 
this group of psychologists, now it actually was a group of psychologists here in Canada. Um, they were at Queen's University and they used this strategy of studying the blood flow in the brain to decipher when a thought started and stopped and a new thought started and stopped. And so from that strategy, they were able to come up with the conclusion that we have approximately 6,200 thoughts a day, 6,200 thoughts a day. All right, now I'm going to take this a little deeper because another study that I read, uh, the science, um, what was it? It was the National Science Foundation, I think it was. That's not what, what's important right now. What's important is what they discovered was that 90% of thoughts are repetitive. So 6,200 thoughts a day, 90% of those are repetitive and 80% of those thoughts are negative. Can you hear me? 80% of our thoughts are negative. They have a negative low frequency. Think about that. No wonder we're overwhelmed, right? So what are we going to do about that? How do we change that statistic? We become aware of our mindset. We're going to do things that, you know, instead of wasting time and, and listening to sad things, the news doesn't go on in my house. And while it's important to be up to date on stuff, sometimes it doesn't, my life doesn't change. The, the space where I'm going, it doesn't matter about what's happening. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't, but that's why the news isn't on. I rely on, you know, little Yahoo updates to see if there's anything major I should know about, right? And besides, if there's anything you should know about, someone's going to pick up the phone and call you about it, right? So you got to be careful. You got to protect what you have going on inside your brain. And the reason I say that is our bodies, this is how I look at it. And we know this, that our bodies are actually wired to protect us. It's wired to keep us safe and, and to keep us small. And so if your body is wired to do that and your mind is wired to your body, your soul is something that's different. Your soul is your energy. And I'm a big believer in the soul. Your soul is wired to explore. So when you've got your body telling in your mind, telling you to stay safe and, and no, don't do that. And then your, your soul, your higher self, your inner child wants to do more. No wonder we have this disconnect. No wonder there is an, a, a misalignment of what's happening because the two aren't communicating. And that's why I want to encourage you every single day. And sometimes you're going to have to do it more than once. I want you to allow that higher self to step forward. I want you to tap into that inner child. And if you're like, what is she talking about? This is not my language. Um, I can help you with that. You email me and I'll kind of guide you on how to talk the woo-woo that I'm talking. There's some real stuff behind it, guys. So I want you to take time to journal. We have 6,200 thoughts a day. Journaling will slow those thoughts. It will allow you to be present with what you're thinking about and hopefully, hopefully help you um, be able to realize some blocks that you may have. And then guess what? Maybe that, that thought won't be repetitive anymore because you'll have given yourself reasons to let it go. Journaling is wonderful. I love it. Affirmations are wonderful. Guided meditations. When my mind was so messy that I couldn't even sit to listen to music, I needed somebody's voice. And I love guided meditations with British or Australian accents. I don't know why. It just sounds so calming to me. Um, and one of the ones that I listen to is the Honest Guys. Um, so wonderful. Just guided meditations just to help you release energy. They're there five minutes long, 40 minutes long. They're two and a half hours long. Whatever you want, they're there. So much at your fingertips. Um, but do that because you need to make sure that your mind is clear and focused so that that 5% strategy can really, really be, you know, you can take action there. 
So whether it is something that you want to take a trip, you want to have a certain amount in your bank account, if you want to make a big life change, there are some principles that you can apply. Okay. And that's what I'm going to get into for your note takers. Number one is, okay, get your pencil ready. Be precise. Number one, when you are setting a goal, be precise. The precision, and what I mean by that is, what does it feel like? Think of the who, what, when, where, why, how. These are the things you want to be thinking about. Bob Proctor, you know I love him so much, recently passed, left a gift to the world with his knowledge. If you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. And basically what he means by that is if you can think it, then you can have it. Because if you weren't able to think about it, then it's not even something that's meant to be yours. So what I want you to do is really think about what your goal is. Think about what your end goal is and kind of work backwards. And I'll go from my experience as an ABA therapist. I worked with um, children with a diagnosis of autism for five years, beautiful five years of my life. I learned so much and, and learned how to have so much appreciation for the simple things. And one of the things that was part of my job was task analysis. So you'd have a desired outcome. And what you had to do was literally break down every single step that had to happen to reach that goal. And what I did with that is I applied that to my life. So if there was things I wanted to do from, you know, reading a book to losing weight, you, there's steps that you can take. And now if you want any help with that kind of a thing, guys, I'm telling you, let me know. I'm a queen of finding a goal and breaking it down into simple steps. So again, you know how to reach me, right? Our, my hotmail or my uh, email address is the shift show NL at gmail.com. Please write shift or you won't get me S H I F T. Um, but if you, you, what you want to do is work backwards from that goal, right? So what you have to do is really just visualize having it first of all, and then do the steps that's required. Now, Let's take the whole losing weight concept for a second, because I was setting myself up for a failure before I even started. I wanted to shed some weight. We're all, you know, the, the fluff we got during the pandemic. And I, the whole concept, when I thought about it, because I kept struggling with it and I was like, why am I struggling? Let's take the task analysis, lose weight, lose immediately felt negative. I felt like I had already lost so much in my life. So the word lose was already stimulating something I didn't like. And then the weight is what I felt guilty about gaining. So I had like lose weight. That whole thing was triggering my brain in a way that I didn't even like. So what I want you to think about is how can we reword some of our goals? Because sometimes the way we're wording them might not even be encouraging us to go after it. So I started looking at how can I be healthier, right? So I want to get to a little exercise in just a bit about that, but I'm going to kind of stick to the plan here. Um, another part of why you need to be specific with your goal is because it will help you feel when you're out of alignment, right? If you know that reaching a certain goal is going to make you feel a certain way, then when you don't feel that way chasing it, then there's something not right. I once heard, uh, not once, I heard it several times, but I remember the first time I heard it, I was kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you need a why that makes you cry. <laughs> All right, that sounds cool. I mean, I'm, I have an online business and uh, a part of that motivation to do something and be independent, be an entrepreneur, is to have the reason why be something that really just makes you feel something. And while that's important, it's a crappy place to hang out because if it makes you cry and you're already feeling kind of low, 
well, where's the happiness? What's pulling you out of that? So your why has to make you work. It's got to be something that you just get really lit to do. And you're like, if I can achieve that, that's going to be big things for me. So what I want to do is a little exercise here. If you're driving, obviously just do it in your head, but it's easier when you do it with a pencil. So catch the replay. I want you to write the sentence blank is important to me because blank. Now don't write the word blank, but draw a line. Blank is important to me because blank. I'm saying blank because I don't want to put words in your head, but I want you to do this exercise. You don't have to do it right now, but just do it later. And I'll give you an example for me. And I don't want you to write the sentence once. I want you to write it seven times, but I don't want you to write the same sentence seven times. And here's why. Because the more you dig deep into what it is you want, the more profound the reason you have to obtain this goal is. So for me, it was my health, right? I wanted to feel healthy and get healthy. So I wrote, my health is important to me because I want to feel good. All right, that's, that's pretty straightforward. But then I took it six more sentences. That's what I want you to do. My health is important to me because I deserve to be happy. Yeah, I do. My health is important to me because my kids deserve to have their mom. Absolutely. If I'm not healthy and something happens to me, who's going to show up for them the way I can, right? People will show up for them, but not the way I can. My health is important to me because I want to show up as the best version of me. Do you feel this lifting of empowerment that started to happen as I did this exercise? My health is important to me because this body is the one that I was given and it deserves to be treated with respect. Wow, right? It does. Why am I not treating myself with respect? Why am I putting garbage in my mouth? I should be feeding it with good fuel. Nothing wrong with having chips and whatever. Every now and then everything is good in moderation. Then the seventh one is the one that I felt really powerful. My health is important to me because I'm worth it. I am worth it. I am so, it went from, I want to feel good to I am worth it. That is powerful stuff. So again, to this being specific to your goal, make sure when you're setting your goal, that it is something that makes you want to work. And this is the thing. So immediately you're probably going to think, well, I mean, I want to have $20,000 in my bank account. What is $20,000? What to just sit there and collect interest? No, that's what investments are for. What do you want that money? Well, it means we can have the renovation. What does the renovation mean? It means I come home from work and I can feel good about my surroundings. What does that mean? It means that I can actually have the kids stuff in a separate room and have some adult space. What does it mean? Keep going, right? And you don't have to stop at seven. If you feel more, you keep going. All right. So that is about being precise and specific, feeling your goal, your desired outcome. The second part of that is you're going to need a plan, right? Because you don't just like say it and then the universe goes, here you go. It doesn't always happen like that. Benjamin Franklin, super wise man said, if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. And that is pretty straightforward. You need to have some course of action, something that's going to move you forward. Because again, strategy is 5% of success, right? So why not have a good one? You can't waste time on your goals. So let's break down this one breaking down the plan into a couple of categories. Number one, schedule your time. What does your day look like? When are you going to be working on this goal? Do you have a full-time job? Is this a part-time gig that you're trying to build? There are so many things, right, that you want to do. So schedule, block out your time, all right? 
If you're not good with the time management piece, then just have task management. There's a concept and we can go into that a little deeper if you want to send me an email and ask me more about that. Time management versus task management. If you're someone who's constantly setting a schedule and you're constantly like off it, it's like two o'clock in the day and you've still got stuff on your schedule since 10 o'clock, then maybe you need to switch it into a task management. But either way, schedule it. B of your uh, plan. What kind of tools do you need? What are available to you, right? Tools, tools are so important for the plan. Are you writing a book? If you are, is what are you going to need? Are you going to do a laptop? Are you old fashioned paper and pen? I am. Um, you know, if you're learning to speak another language, is there an app? Is there a person who can help you? So figure out what your tools and your tools aren't necessarily, you know, your tools are there to help strengthen and help you along the journey. So a tool can be a person. For me, it, it became a counselor. It became a therapist. You know, it became a lawyer at one point. So, you know, there's so many different tools that you can do depending on what the goal is. When you are planning, <laughs> plan, you know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, plan for hurdles, because it ain't going to be easy. When you tell the universe you want something, they're going to make sure that you really do want it by flicking some hurdles your way. Okay, so you can't anticipate all the hurdles. So don't be like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. We really don't but just anticipate some things like if you go and you don't have a flat tire in your car and you break down, What's going to happen? You have to wait for roadside assistance. Da, 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 da. If you have, if you're prepared and you've got the tools in your car and you know the dummy tire, then you're good to go, right? So it's just again, have the tools, become aware of it. One of the big hurdles that I think we face as a society um, is um, I don't want to say a bad thing because I love social media, but is TikTok and all these things, are they distractions? Maybe you need to set a timer where you actually allow those things to happen. You know, you give yourself your 20 minutes and you go down the rabbit hole of TikTok or whatever. But what I learned to do, especially with my online business, because it is super part-time, is I started chunking the tasks within that. So I took 15 minutes for each of the different tasks I had to do. So I'm still getting used to this microphone here. Uh, so it's about breaking that down and looking at that and maybe just, you know, have that piece where you become aware of things that may be stealing your time and stealing your focus, right? Maybe you need a babysitter. At one point when I was growing my online business, I was working, I had the kids all the time. I was in the house. I would have someone come and watch the kids so that I could work my business. I was still in the house, but I needed somebody, not that my kids are a terrible distraction, but I needed uninterrupted time. So you have to flow with it. Another part of your plan is your timeline. How soon do you want to do this? How soon is the, you know, when's the book being launched? For me, this podcast, I couldn't, I didn't set a deadline. That's why I kept dragging my heels and I kept making excuses why this didn't have to happen. And then a, a wonderful friend happened to call me up and was like, it's going to be 830 tonight or else, or else what? Or else our friendship is on the line. <laughs> what? You need to get this done, Daniil. So have a timeline. Now, if things happen, which move your timeline, just believe that it's always for a bigger purpose. That again, mindset, 95% of your success is mindset. So when something goes wrong, it may actually be going right. Don't quit because you hit a hurdle. 
Um, the other, the last thing is how much time are you going to commit to this goal? Is it something that's going to require sessions of therapy? Is it something that's going to require you sit down an hour a night and you write? Are you staying up later in the nighttime to be more creative, to write that song that for that Grammy that you want to win? What is it, right? So have the amount of time, an idea of how much time you're going to spend on it because you really need to hold your day. And the reality is there is only 24 hours in a day and is it is what you do with that time that's going to define you. When people go, yeah, well, you know, I only got 24 hours a day. I'm too busy. Are you too busy for those goals? You just said why they're important to you. You just wrote seven reasons why you have to, to do this goal. And now you're saying you're too busy. The laundry has to be done. The house is up to your arse for 60 bucks, maybe cheaper. You can have someone come in and clean your house, let go of your pride and focus on the things that matter. Focus on the things that move you forward. On that note, let's move into focus. That is number three principle for moving forward to a desired goal. You need to eliminate those distractions on my phone. Cause my phone is almost always in my hands. I turned off all of my notifications. You can call me, but now I have it muted. Um, it is also like all of my notifications for my social media platforms, they're turned off because what's the worst thing? You get there doing something, you hear ding, and it's like, oh, and we're programmed, we're wired this way. We just immediately go and pick it up like there's a, something super important. Meanwhile, you know, 709 just posted a TikTok making fun of, I don't know, a duck. So it's like you, you got to start being conscious of your distractions. What is a limb? What, what, is, what is pulling you away from your focus? Um, keep your head in a good place. We've talked about that. And again, that is mindset, but make sure that what you're putting into your ears is good. So for me, I like to work on when I'm, when I'm working on say my podcast, I, before I sit down to do it, I listen to something that lifts me up and gives me energy. I love to put on great songs, Katy Perry's fireworks, love it, right? Sarah Bareilles, brave. It gets me pumped up so that I can truly focus, set timers. Timers are amazing post-its to remind you of your goal, to remind you of, you know, to stay on track put them everywhere. If you got to tell your family what you're doing. So they don't think you've lost your mind. I'm telling you, I kept post-its in, in business during the pandemic. There was post-its everywhere. You are worth it. Life is good. The universe has your back. Whatever your post-it has to say, you will have $10,000 in your account. Keep going. Right? So We've talked about the setting timers. Uh, and again, like I, I like to do things in 15 minute chunks, um, set boundaries. Boundaries are so important. They are so important because not only do they protect your time, but they also let other people know what they can get from you. And so in, in, in the book, um, change your paradigm, change your life, Bob Proctor, he, he talks about this little scenario essentially where when people would talk to him about his health, he'd be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not a doctor. Did you want a recommendation? And it's not that he was trying to be rude or talk down to them. It's just, he's not a doctor. He's not open to the negativity that comes with ailments. Now, if you're telling him something that's going to affect him or his life, he's going to want to know, but it's small talk, right? So just be conscious, set boundaries. In my house, um, the kids have been wonderful. They've adjusted really well to mommy setting boundaries. So there's some days where I am like, just so frazzled. And I call it a mommy timeout. And so when the kids are a bit too much, and I've got stuff from my full-time job coming in and my part-time thing, and it's just, there's a lot happening. If I get overwhelmed, I know I need to reset. 
I need a button to reset, but we don't have a button to reset, but we can always recalibrate our mind and get back on track. So when the kids get too much and they're coming at me and mommy, 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 I say, guys, listen, mommy needs some space. Mommy needs a mommy time out. Now I do welcome them to come with me and I go in and do a 10 minute meditation. There's one that I have, and it's just really good at resetting the brain and getting you going. Sometimes they come with me. Sometimes they go in their rooms or go out in the living room and they're quiet because I've set a boundary that mommy needs space. And that's okay. Cause you know what the beautiful part of that is? I didn't do anything wrong. Self-care is not wrong. Self-care is recharging so that I can give you more of me. That's not, it's the most unselfish thing you can do. And so now when it gets too much and, and my kids are at each other. And I mean, the pandemic was rough, right? They're like kind of sick of each other, but they love each other more than they've ever loved each other. It's a weird dynamic. Um, they, they actually look like Eric has looked at me and said, mom, I need to go have a time out. I'm like, dude, go ahead. You know, when you're ready, come on out. Emma has looked at me and says, mommy, may I go to my room for privacy? Yeah. They're nine and six. They've learned it's okay to remove yourself. That's amazing. So don't be afraid to take your timeouts. Don't be afraid to set your boundaries. Okay. Respect is everything. Schedule and prioritize. When I'm looking at what I need to do, um, and this, again, I'm going to credit John here, my friend, John, um, I, I would have these to-do lists and they were ridiculous. I mean, I could go mad and like make this the focus of my day. And he goes, stop with your to-do list and make it a must-do list. And this particular day when he said this, cause I was like, I'm getting really good at task management. And he, uh, I said, I've got this to-do list. He said, look at your to-do list and tell me what has to be done today. And of the, the list, I think it was eight or nine things, three things had to be done three. And I immediately felt better. My mind felt, felt lifted because I wasn't pressuring myself to do all these little tiny things like pick up this at the dollar store, go to the post office and post this card. That's already three, three weeks late. Like it's things like that, that we're just like, gotta get off our to-do list. Right. Guess what? My partner went out, Renee went out and she got it for me and I didn't even have to worry about it. You know? So it's things like that. I need you to remember to to, to recharge your battery. You've all heard, you know, the cell phone, we, as soon as it gets red bar, we plug it in so that it doesn't go dead. My God, there's so many of you walking around with like this red flashing sign, your battery's dead. Plug yourself in, do things that makes you happy, release dopamine. Dopamine's like the happy hormone. It, it, it's released when we hear a song we love, when we exercise, when we dance, when we laugh. Do those things to release the dopamine. And that's the science behind it, right? You'll actually feel better. And if you don't, you're probably going, yeah, it's easy for you to say, I, I don't have enough time. I'm too busy. Well, guys, here's the thing. There was this study done, another, here she goes, another study. It was done by um, Tom Corley and it was called the Rich Habits Study. So uh, the Rich Habits Study basically looked at there was 200 and something people that were millionaires and there was 180 something people that were not millionaires. Um, and so what they did was they looked at their day, they studied them for X amount of time. And what they realized was that there were things that everybody did, you know, the eating, the working, the sleeping, that kind of thing. But then there was 240 minutes a day that millionaires did, the things that millionaires did that non-millionaire people didn't do. And do you know what one of them was for 60 minutes of the 240 minutes, 60 minutes millionaires do every single day is give a whole hour for relaxation and leisure. And you're going, yeah, that's fine. Cause they're millionaires. They weren't always millionaires. They had 
to you get to that point by keeping your mind checked. And if you're not a millionaire and you're thinking you don't have an hour, but a millionaire does, give yourself an hour to relax in the tub, to listen to something nice. Just chill and relax and go, you know what? If I want to be a millionaire someday, I've got to take 60 minutes to relax. That's okay. Do that. Do that. All right. So, um, and to that, if you want to know the rest of the study, just let me know because that was a really cool study. You can imagine what I'm doing now to bring myself into the higher self, Daniil, is I'm working on those 240 minutes and making sure every single day I do those activities that millionaires do. So we're moving along here now. We're at number four. It is consistency, guys. It is on my vision board. Consistency is key. Small intentional behaviors over a vast amount of time will bring you more, more results faster than like doing things in really like binge bursts of work. I want you to think of going to the gym and, and I want to ask you, are you more likely to get results by going three days a week for 30 minutes or going once a week for 90 minutes? right? <laughs> Once a week, it'd be nice. But the reality is you need to go consistently so that your body gets used to that. You build up, you know, your endurance and, and your body gets used to that. So you want to be consistent with your effort versus these binge kind of activities. When I was looking at um, New Year's resolutions, because I'm in this focus group and um, it, it's basically an accelerate to success group. And it was the 12th of January. And they said, most people quit their new year's resolutions by the 12th. And I was like, 12 days in people quit 12 days in. Yeah. Most people quit and 80% of new year's resolutions never even get realized. People quit 80% of people quit. So I want you to think about this because I'm going to break this down to the compound effect. And if you've never heard, if you've heard of it, fine. If you haven't heard of it, I'm about to blow your mind. So um, basically what it says is that over time, very small activities can turn into some massive results. If I, I heard this and I immediately thought one way, if I offered you a penny, so one cent, if I offered you a penny that doubled in value every single day for 30 days, would you take it? Or would you take a million dollars? So I'm offering you two things. You have to pick one. A penny that doubles in value every day for 30 days or a million dollars. The first time I heard that, I was like, take the million. A penny will never be worth, never, ever be worth a million dollars. I didn't think of it. I didn't do the math behind it. So here's the thing, guys. You can get your calculator for those of you that uh, want to actually test this out and put in 0 0.01 times one, that's your first day, the penny's a penny. On day two times two, it's two pennies. On day three, it's doubled in value. So now on day three, that penny is worth four cents, right? Four pennies. On day four, it's worth eight cents. I'm gonna fast forward to day 10. Day 10, it's worth $5.12. On day 20, that penny is worth $5,242.88. That's pretty awesome. On day 30, the single penny is worth $5,368,709.12. After 30 days, a penny that doubles in value is worth $5.3 million. Now, I want you to equate that with your effort. Are you giving up too soon? Think about that. Are you a part of the statistic 
that quits in 12 days. I want to encourage you to not be part of that statistic that quits in 12 days. We get to change the statistic now. We have to look forward to our goals and know that when I'm two weeks in, it's just getting good. Sure, it may be getting hard, but it's still getting good. But we quit because we don't see it, right? We don't see what the universe sees. So we give up on our goals too quick. You're so close to having a breakthrough, but you're like, eh, you know what? Day 12, let's take that 20 bucks. That's fine. What if you had stayed there for another 18 days? If you had stayed there for another 18 days, instead of walking away with 20 bucks, you'd walk away with $5.3 million. Do you see the point I'm getting at? I want you to stop quitting on your goals. I want you to feel what they feel like and keep going until you don't stand at the altar and go, yeah, we'll see what happens. You don't. You make the commitment, right? And that's what I want you to do. The magic is going to happen when you're getting close, when you're working through the hard, when you're pushing through it. That's what I want you to recognize, okay? We don't know when the breakthrough is coming, but if we keep working on all these things, we keep planning for success, we keep feeling what it looks like, we keep our head on straight, then that breakthrough can happen. And when it does, it's gonna be absolutely beautiful. The fifth part, the fifth principle about moving towards goals is accountability. Accountability is massive. It's almost like it's, it's that commitment to someone else. It's, it's my friend, John, who said, if you don't have your podcast in my inbox by 8.30, our friendship is on the line. It was not. Yes, it is. Because you're a person of your word. You've told me you want this. And now you're going back on your word. It better be in my inbox. And guess what? It was in there by 20 after eight. So the accountability, the person who's going to help you get to another level, find an accountability partner that has either been through what you're going through, or is at a level where you want to be. Don't be with that person who's going to play that fiddle with you. <laughs> you don't need the person who's going to tune your fiddle and like, yes, girl. Yeah, it's terrible. Life is hard. The weather's terrible. Yeah. Can't show up today because it's too windy out. <laughs> So what I want you to do is find an accountability person. If you wanted to be me, let me know. I've been through this hard stuff. I've made hard decisions. There's nothing you're going to say that's going to frighten me. I promise. Okay. So find that. And then the last part, the last principle, and we can't really go into detail here because again, it comes down to that 95%. It is the mindset. It is the belief. It is where it's the glue that holds everything together. Your mindset is something that is gradual. Your belief system is going to be what keeps you going. For me, I say the universe, whether it's God, whether it's source energy, whatever you call it, hold on to it. Your faith in yourself is going to be so important. So that belief in something bigger, the belief that something good is right around the corner, is going to, it's going to be what keeps you going beyond day 12. It's going to keep you going till day 30 and then beyond some. So um, with this, because again, I don't want to go into mindset. We're almost done here today. I want to talk to you just really quickly about affirmations. They were huge for me in keeping my belief strong. And again, if you're not sure what an affirmation is, it's basically like a positive quote where you're telling yourself that this is going to happen. So one of the things for me is I am so happy and grateful that money flows to me equally uh, freely from multiple income streams. I am so happy that I have manifested my dream home and I now own it. Things like that. It can be, I am strong. I am powerful. I am a present mom. I am calm. I am unforgettable. Things like that will keep your brain going. Yes, I am. And at first you may not believe yourself, 
But if you keep telling yourself that every single day with affirmations and put posts up around your house, I can tell you it becomes a part of your belief because we start to believe it. Your brain actually, you know, starts to jive with your soul. Okay. Law of attraction, huge for me. It's the belief that what you put out is going to come back to you. That if I'm vibrating at a high frequency, I'm going to attract high frequency things. That's why I'm really cautious when I'm down low or I'm in a negative space that I remove myself and I get into a higher frequency. And that is another language, but I really think it's important that you do do a little bit of exploring on the law of attraction. Um, and you know what, this is, this is pretty much it. So we've gone through the six things, six principles to help you move towards your goal. I hope you have found some value here. Um, I always enjoy our time together. I'm really excited about what's going up. So like uh, coming up, uh, we've got some really special guests that are going to be on the shift show. Um, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you hit the subscribe button follow me on social platforms, get on my um, mailing list. Cause again, we're going to be putting out lots of good stuff. This is just the beginning and I'm super pumped to have you with me. Thank you for being in my corner. And remember when life gets messy and it's going to get messy from time to time, lean into your mess and let your own shift show begin. Thank you guys. <laughs>